Welcome everyone to the Out on a Limb podcast. And we have a special episode for you all today. You may have noticed if you've been fans of ours and watched all of our episodes that usually at least once during that hour, we mention the name Judy Buchanan. She's been instrumental in our lives and um, is just a beautiful person. And we're super excited to have her with us in studio here at the Treehouse. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and she is really a wealth of knowledge. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to talk today about energy work. Now, that's a huge, huge topic. So we're going to just see where this conversation goes. Um, but... But Judy's been doing energy work for quite some time. Starts kind of with all of us with Reiki. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for but sure. But as we've talked about before, labels and boxes are just not where it's at anymore. And so we're kind of expanding what we do and what we call ourselves and how we mm. operate and just sort of expanding our box in this arena. But for the purpose of this discussion, maybe we need to start with a definition of energy work or what does that look like? What do we think that is? Judy, what do you think? Uh, well, I like to use the term energy medicine um, because we're mm-hmm. working with energy and medicine is something that supports us and nourishes us and helps us to heal, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I like to call it energy medicine, which is an overarching term and underneath that umbrella can be multiple different types of energy medicine. And I would even include, you know, from Western medicine side, something that is uh, a tool like laser surgery could be a form of energy medicine. Mm-hmm. But then included in energy medicine could be things like acupuncture, hands-on healing, modalities like um, cranial sacral Mm -hmm. and massage. And so there's a a wide spectrum of modalities that can kind of fit in that overarching term of energy medicine and or energy work, if you want to put it that way. That's a very good point. Thank you for bringing that up. And I touched on some of those in my first book. the different types of energy healing. And a lot of times it sort of relies on what we call this universal life force energy. Mm-hmm. Who wants to take a stab at that one? Hmm. Universal life force I think we're all energy. looking at him. Everybody's <laughs> looking at me. I don't know why. Um, so Reiki kind of defines yeah, that yeah. as uh, the energy that animates, animates all things. All right? things, right. It's, it's, it's everything that's in everything. So if you break it down to its smallest form, I mean, even just this crystal that's sitting in front of me, there's energy that's animating that. There's actual energy that's moving around in that crystal. So it's the smallest bits of the bits that mm-hmm. exist. Um, but what does that mean in, for energy work or energy healing? You know, it's, it's, it's that it's comprised of tapping into that, you know, I'll say innate ability that everyone has. And, and some mm-hmm. people will disagree with me. No, I, I, I don't, I don't sense that. I don't feel that I don't, I, but you, but everyone has the innate ability to heal. Meaning if you're a mother or even a father that when their child gets injured, the very first thing you typically do is you're going to place your hands on them. And what's the immediate effect? The child calms down, the child feels comforted and healed. Mm -hmm. That's in its essence, the basic, you know, explanation of, of the universal life force energy that animates everything because you're imparting your universal life force energy into your child or into someone else for the purposes of making them feel better. Simplistically put. Mm. I love that. 
Yeah. So, I mean, naturally, all of us physically, our physical structure has energy within every cell, right? Mm So um, according to um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he has said that it's a 1.4 volt potential per every cell that you have. And Mm. according to science, it's around anywhere from 50 to 70 trillion cells. Well, that's a lot of energy. So (laughs) our bodies operate like batteries. And so literally like you use the example of a father or a mother holding a child if that child is depleted of energy in their Mm. physical structure the person that's holding them it's we act like batteries so just like a battery if something is low in electrons then the electrons with the higher the higher portion are there's going to be a transfer of that energy so we're literally exchanging an energy with everybody and everything that we meet and interact with Mm -hmm. and just like you said you know the 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 crystal here is moving and if you go down to the atomic level it's all just energy moving in little vortices and then you can go even further and they say it's like quarks and and it's space too Mm -hmm. it's space and it's energy moving and so when we talk about energy medicine these different forms you can utilize hands-on healing or transfer of energy we're facilitating people healing because your cells need energy to operate Mm -hmm. right and so if you're not feeling well then they're struggling in that in that arena of energy or you're Mm -hmm. depleted of energy your your immune system may be down and so by providing some form of energy to that person they can regenerate their cellular structure and Mm -hmm. they can they'll feel better as a part of that just to clarify you don't have to actually put your hands on them or around them because you can also do long distance healing right because now we're talking quantum field right okay (laughs) well we can we can roll back from that while we talk a little bit more we can jump into that whichever way you guys want to go i think that's 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 a fascinating part of it is you know if we if we believe everything is energy at that point then there is no conception of you know distance it's all right here in front of me so if i even just between myself and judy there's Mm -hmm. distance but there really isn't it's just energy Mm -hmm. there's nothing to say that as i'm talking to her right now Mm -hmm. imparting energy to judy to to give her a lift in her energy just by my mere presence of saying, you know what, I'm going to impart some of my energy towards Judy and open that channel up and allow her to receive some of that energy Mm -hmm. and take that and move that across the world, you can do the same thing. Absolutely, you you can do the same thing. Is that also part of the concept of holding space? Or is that a little bit different? You know... I just thought you create an energetic bubble for someone, don't you? That's a good... good that's a good question. I mean, you know, we talk about building a, 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 a safe container to work in, <clears throat> excuse me, a safe container to work in. And in essence, you are building a energetic space mm-hmm. in order to secure, um, you know, an, a, an amount of energy for healing or for, um, you know, journeying as far as, you know, during a meditation or something like that. So, yes, mm-hmm. I think it's it. To the greater extent, yes, it would be about the same because you're you're just confining it to creating a mm, a workable space to, okay. to for you and somebody else to stay in and transfer energy. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but you know, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, in my no, head, no, I think I, no, I'm head it makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know, so. But I'm glad that Judy brought up Bruce Lipton because yes. you know we talk about energy healers, energy work, energy medicine, and people think, oh, what's your level of woo-woo? Where are you on the woo-woo factor? 
And it's really important for people to understand that this is mainstream now. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, there's scientific evidence behind mm -hmm. acupuncture and um, massage even and, and touch and all of these sorts of things. And so it's important for people to understand mm -hmm. uh, that this has a scientific background. It's not just woo-woo. It's not just crazy. It's actually say, mainstream. My favorite mentor, she says... It's not just woo-woo, it's true-true. There, there you, you go. go. Absolutely. And for those that are scientific-minded as you're watching this, you know, I, you know I'll, I'll challenge you. Go and find yourself on the web and go to pubmed.gov mm -hmm. and search Reiki or search energy or anything in that field, acupuncture, and you'll see the, the litany of research that's been done on it. And I'll tell you, from 2016, when myself and Allison first started working with Reiki to now, it's exponentially grown in the amount of research that's been done on it. So it's mm -hmm. it's definitely there for sure. And you know what's interesting is even, even if it were a placebo, who cares? Yeah, that's right. It isn't, but if it even <laughs> right. were just a placebo, like even just that's the a sugar huge keto, factor in medicine, exactly, yeah. is um, changing people's attitudes and understanding and their belief that they're going to get better, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can still give two people the same amounts of medicine, and if one is getting messages that you're a terminal and it's not going to work and this and that, then their outcome can be completely different. Absolutely. You're, you're talking about at that point, you know, the the language that's used the energy in the language like, that's yes, used. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you if you are, you know, and, and part of that energy healing is the affirmation aspect, is the positive thinking, is the positive transference of communication. Because, yeah, the energy of your thoughts right. and your words well, which impact. Then that kind of leads to, can you heal someone who has not acknowledged, given permission or whatever, to be healed? Well, let me mm. stop you right there. We don't heal anybody. No, that's a, yep. Let me clear that up, okay? I, thank you for bringing that up because I was going to touch on that. It was a throwaway yeah. question. No, 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 we don't heal anybody. Let's be very clear. Everyone is their own self-healer. That's right. Everything outside of you is a facilitator. Mm -hmm. So even if a doctor goes in and does surgery, are you healed when they take that thing out or fix that thing? No, you still have to heal. Your body, your consciousness, this energy of your physical mm -hmm. structure still needs to do everything it needs to do to get you back to where you were. That's right. And if you get a cut, is someone going up to you and going, boop, all done, you're healed, see you later. No. The time's coming. Maybe, yes. <laughs> maybe in, maybe in, the, in the future. Yeah. You know, yes, we'll, maybe right. in the future. But everybody now is a facilitator that's that's helping you, jump-starting is the word I want to mm -hmm. use, jump-starting mm -hmm. your own innate healing inside of you. And that's where energy medicine, especially, you know, in the, in the hands-on uh, touch arena are so important and so helpful because as a human being, what was the first language you understood? When oh. you were an infant, did Love, you understand touch. words? No. <laughs> you understood touch, touch yeah. love, mm. kindness, yeah. energy emanating from mm -hmm. that person to you. Yeah. And you responded to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so back to Samantha's question, because it is valid. And mm -hmm. Bruce Lipton's book is called The Biology of Belief, among others. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So belief does play a role. What mm -hmm. role does belief play in, in one's healing? Mm. How important is it? Well... You know, in terms of, let, let's think of this another way. Like if what you think, this is, this is what I tell, um, I work with the police at different points and I tell them, remember what you think is telling your cellular structure information, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So like 
if you mm-hmm. if you put on virtual reality glasses and you go and you get into that virtual reality your space hasn't changed but you went there emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, you went there and all you did was put on some glasses. So what this tells us is where your mind goes, your body follows. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if your mind is going to these thoughts of, Oh, I'm so sick or I'm not going to heal or I'm not capable or whatever, then you're literally Mm -hmm. telling yourselves, no, you can't do it. Yeah. And, uh, Go ahead. Well, to, to, to clarify, like, part of the question, again, this is a throwaway. I know better, but there might be people <laughs> out there asking this. But um, so say you've got someone, you're into this stuff, and you have a spouse who's ailing or whatever. You can't, can, can you go to someone and say, can you heal my spouse So without them knowing? Or can you send them energy that will help them heal themselves correct will that energy be accepted by that person mm-hmm. if they don't believe it or don't want it basically is the bottom line so and that that question comes up when we're teaching reiki and a couple different things or even in the va i mean if you look at myself and allison's background and what we've mm-hmm. done with the reiki and taking reiki into the va you know it's it's we're formulating the conditions for self-healing we're giving somebody the um the conditions within themselves just like what judy was was explaining but for those that you know you ask the question well if you have a spouse or you know of someone that's ailing and you you know can you give them healing we'll say can you give them energy Mm -hmm. uh throughout their healing process well then kind of look back at the aspect of prayer Mm -hmm. you know in the church, prayer lists go out all the time. Mm-hmm. They're not getting consent from the people that, you know, are are ailing. There's a oh. list of people that. That's a good point, right? It's it's this aspect of you. You've got a number of people that just through third party know somebody that knows somebody that has cancer or has mm-hmm. some issue. And it's brought up in a prayer chain. And so what does the church do? They rally behind and they send prayers. What's prayer? Prayer's energy. Prayer's an energetic <laughs> form of transferring, right? It all comes, it all and, comes and back because, to energy. Right. <laughs> right. And because we're Reiki teachers, we wanted clarity on that because it is, mm-hmm. we use William Rand's book and it, I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but in there, well, there's a lot of people that disagree and say that you should only give Reiki when somebody's requested it or when they know, when they're mm-hmm. aware of it. And so I really wanted to do the right thing. And mm-hmm. so we did channel this mm-hmm. question and we asked, oh, you know, the collective, can we go ahead and send energy? And they said, you know what, even if their human mind would reject it or isn't about that, their energetic self their understands that self. loving energy and will never uh, turn that away. Their soul and even if it did or there was excess, it's going to bounce off of them anyway and, and go, go up in, into the universe. And so for the universe universal can healing, always... For universal healing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So the energetic body that's within all of us, even if there's no conscious awareness, is recognizes love when it's presented. Absolutely. Yeah. So then it comes down to whether the person really wants to be healed or if there's like what I always look at with um, you know, life coaching stuff is or is there a secondary benefit to not healing so yes there is that yeah. <laughs> there, are, there, are. there are those are possibilities yeah. it's it's all you know I mean that's and again great I think that would be a great topic for another another episode would be this aspect of your 
um, your contract, your, your, your soul's contract mm. or your pre-birth plan, whatever you want to call it. It goes by many different names. But if you are, if you've contracted in this life to live to a certain point, you know, have life to a certain point and then experience some sort of tragic circumstance that, you know, may be the precipitate to, to transition. Sure, you can have and receive healing energy from someone, but you know, and it, and again, I'll put a put a caveat in front of me. This is my belief. You know, it doesn't have to be yours. So Discernment. if you right, if it <laughs> if it resonates with you, take it. If it doesn't, leave it leave it at the table. But if you if your your life's plan is to do this life a certain way, and whatever formulation it is for transition no matter the amount of healing that's provided, whether it's, you know, Western medicine intervention or energetic intervention, Mm -hmm. that's the plan I've made. And I have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, so that gets into a whole nother sticky wicket of conversation, but that's, that's how I I look at it. It's, and, and it's taken me a while to get there because I, you know, how do you reconcile that? But when, as much time as I've spent, you know, working with others, higher selves and, and, and really getting an essence of that through channeling, I've come to a really interesting revelation in my own experience of, you know, recognizing there's nothing that's going to circumvent your own contract. (laughs) You know, you have a contract and you're going to play that contract out to its full. Sure. It's going to deviate meander, but it's your contract. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, one of the um, most obvious examples that I give when I do a BQH or a hypnosis session with someone and they have a list of things that they would like healing for or like, you know, to explore. Mm. And I say, you know, it's, it's important to manage expectations with our clients anyway. Yeah. And if they came in blind, for example, then they're most likely not going to be healed of that blindness because they came in blind for a particular reason mm. to have that experience mm-hmm. of being blind in this experience of being a human. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so it really depends, like Will said, on your contract and why you chose to experience what you're experiencing. Um, But those are conversations we can have with someone's higher self, you know, um, to explore Mm because it's important to understand. And even if our energy or our Reiki or whatever we're providing helps to ease their transition, Absolutely. That there's always a yes. benefit for yes. it. That's always beneficial. Well, and that leads into when people ask, and I'm going to draw it down to specifically the modality of Reiki. When people ask, you know, what can this Reiki be used for? Mm-hmm. I always tell them that, first of all, it's non-invasive. It has no known contraindications and it can be used at any point for anybody at any point. Yeah. <laughs> Babies, adults, (laughs) any disease mechanism, because the goal of this is to provide loving kindness and to facilitate your own innate healing resources to be jump-started, amplified, supported in this process of navigating your life in whatever way that is. And often we're bringing the person into this deep state of relaxation, whether they're, which is lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I just had a session today. So yeah, yeah, it is. That is the best. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Deep state of relaxation so that they can, you know, basically receive some level of energy and Mm -hmm. from physical structure, we, we replace ourselves all the time. We're getting rid of cells that don't work for us and building new cells. And 
we need energy to do that, yeah. to help heal ourselves. So yeah. one of the ways that we get energy is literally from other people. Yeah. And if you're in that constant and, and you deal with this with the police department, if you're in a constant state of fight or flight, Correct. your body is not receptive to the internal mechanisms of self-healing. Correct. So if you're constantly in this state of angst or anxiety or flight or fight or, you know, any one of those, you know, working, having energy work done is going to help, mm -hmm. but you have to work on the mechanisms of the internal aspect of your physicality to get you into that relaxed state well through breath work yeah and that's kind of the same thing as if you're trying to lose weight you know you can take medicine to help you lose weight but then there's other things you got to be doing too yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 there's always you know it's not a it's it's not the magic bullet no mm -hmm. no i mean it's 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 wonderful it's helped me i've got a i feel up my my journey with reiki or energy work or any of that has been phenomenal uh mm -hmm. i i just you know, Reiki was the, the instrumental piece for me awakening. And now what's interesting is I'm very, very selective of who I choose to receive any sort of energy work or any sort of work from. And recently I was introduced to a wonderful acupuncturist mm -hmm. and I've had acupuncture before, but very specific acupuncture, battlefield trauma, acupuncture and different wow. isolated things. But this is full body, I'll call it medical, intuitive type of acupuncture. And I'll tell you, it's amazing. Fantastic. I, I haven't felt this mm, level of energy moving through my body like this in a long, long time. And I'm very thankful And what for that. she told you, which is very interesting, and this gets to ac the practice of acupuncture a little more, but you have these energy pathways, these mm -hmm. meridians, um, running alongside your chakra system and all of that and so these the acupuncture needles are opening up those little energetic pathways so well, that the energy that. can flow <laughs> yes smoothly and run and run you know fluidly mm -hmm. and so what she said to you which was interesting is that because you channel so much uh that some of the energy just gets stagnant and it's okay to just allow that mm -hmm. to release and flow and so that's what you were feeling yeah. it's a fantastic so this is a real hmm. a real thing these. absolutely all of it is yeah. it's very very real because we're made up of energy yeah. and yeah. we have these energetic flows and you know there's even like people have talked about your biofield mm -hmm. or your aura mm -hmm. well each one of your cells is emanating energy and so literally the energy comes at least three feet from your body, but actually that correlates to your heart. So you can go to heart math and look at information about the science oh, yeah. around heart and heart energy, but it extends from your body. So maybe this is your, your bubble, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? Which is literally coming from your energy field. And, yeah. and we can feel people, we sense, we intuitively know, and our body is reading the energy of the environment. You know, when you eat food, do you think your food's like, oh, hello, I am this. Right. No, your body's reading the frequency <laughs> yes. of this energy yeah. and transforming it and moving it into the places that it needs to, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Talking about the energy bubble, this is really fun. So <laughs> we talk about... We've, we've talked about our pet channelings that we do, and one of the most fun things that I discovered in talking to the animals is how they know when you're coming home. No. You know that your animals know when you're on your way home before you even know that you're on your way home. And the way that they do that is because they can push their energy field out really far, like 
throughout your whole neighborhood, uh, and probably even further than that. So when your bubble meets their bubble, so they're sitting there in the little window waiting, you know, and oh, their bubble's out there activating. And as soon as your bubble comes into contact with their <laughs> bubble, they're like, daddy's on his way home. Yay. And they get into the window and they're looking for yeah. you. Um, so yeah, those energy bubbles are real and your animals know it and they're using it mm-hmm. on the regular. That's fantastic. Right? That right. is so yeah. cool. So let's talk about maybe our own experiences with energy work, energy healing, energy medicine, because you know, when I um, first started exploring Reiki, probably at the late 2014, mm-hmm. I had a, um, a student of mine when I was teaching at the college level, and she was a Reiki master, and I had no idea, and I was just sort of exploring, and we were talking about, it was a, an education class, so we were talking about stress reduction in children. And she said, well, Reiki is really good for stress reduction in general. And so anyway, one thing led to another, and she gave me a long-distance session and I have to be honest, I didn't feel a thing. I thought, well, this is relaxing. I laid down, you know, in the, but it was relaxing. In the recliner and I let her do <laughs> right. her thing. And she sent me this long write-up of what she experienced during the session. And I thought, well, that's fantastic. But I wouldn't know if I was paying you and you were mowing your grass uh, or if you were really doing a Reiki session. But um, so... You know, I don't even think that I felt anything. It, it was probably a couple of years before I was sensitive enough to actually feel energy when people laid hands on me mm. in, in an in-person session. Mm-hmm. So I, will, I, I think it's important for the people who are watching to know that even if you mm-hmm. aren't super energy sensitive, um, know that it's working. Absolutely. And, it, and yes. I knew that looking back now, I know that it was moving inside and altering and changing and tuning me up for what was to come because I tell you since that time my life has taken a completely different trajectory (laughs) and I know that you Samantha said that you were kind of on the same way you didn't really didn't really feel it yeah yeah and when you can't feel it you know you're sitting there going why am I going for two three four sessions you know um it seems crazy except for you know, it's lovely just to have that relaxation yeah. time, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like, go for the relaxation time because uh, that yeah. is worth it right there. Cause you don't ever give yourself that, but yeah, it's hard to understand the benefits that are occurring until you get to that point. And then I think you're going to look back and just go, why was I wasting all this time? Not going, mm-hmm. I could have been so much further <laughs> down the road. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Judy, what was your experience <clears throat> with Reiki? So, um, I had spent 21 years active duty army and I had gotten ill as a part of that because oh. I was stressed out, <laughs> not just from, Surprise. not just from work, but from a lot of things because over time your body remembers its experiences. And so, I had a lot of gastrointestinal issues and um, I had a total of six surgeries. And so I was going to massage therapist and she was the one that actually said, hey, I think you need to go try this Reiki thing. And I'm like, what? What is right. this? Right. Like, I don't know what that is, but she's like, I believe so much in it for you that I'm going to take, cause I would buy packages from her. I'm going to take one of my packages and I will pay for the session for you. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how much she believed in it. So this was back in 2013. And, um, the first time on the table, the practitioner was working with me and I felt a ton of energy moving and I could feel it coming off my shoulders. I literally got off the table and said, I need to learn this. Mm. So within one month, I was learning Reiki one 
and then Reiki too. And then we both went to, we took a jicket in Reiki, which is another form yep. of energy, uh, Reiki work. And then from then on, uh, I eventually I've taken many different courses with many different people, but I've been doing it now since 2013. So it was kind of like one of those, yeah. like, Whoa, exactly. okay. Yeah. And I know cause Will's very sensitive to energy yeah. too. Like you two are, you two yeah. are like, yeah. So it's interesting. We're sitting across from yeah, each other. Right. Yeah. You're sitting across <laughs> right. from each other. Right. It's, that's, 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 that's the paradigm. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, very similar. I mean, it's, you know, 2015 ish. You were, that's when you first took your level one class. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm always up for, you know, being a guinea pig yeah. for different, trying different right. things. And I'm with you. And Allison, right. you know, for those that have been through Reiki, you know, you need to practice, you need to practice, and you need to practice. So Allison would come home, hey, can I practice Reiki on you? And at first you had to explain to me what it was. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, sure. No problem. I just got to lay here. Right. I'll lay here. If you just want me to take a nap, I'll take <laughs> this, a nap. This sounds good. Right. I'll take a nap. And very similar. I, it was, and, and so this is. You know, mm -hmm. this is the journey where it began for our nonprofit, which is Reiki for Vets, is that um, Allison started working on me. And at that time, I was already enrolled with the VA. They had mm -hmm. me on a, a series of different medications for my lower back, my chronic lower back issues that mm -hmm. I had. I mean, everything from, you know, gabapentin to, you know, other other things. Right. right. I wouldn't be able to tell that you had any back issues. Well, right. <laughs> and so and that was that was all. That started around 2012, so that so figure three years that I was on those medications, three four years I was on those medications. Wow! And as soon as Allison started working on me, just those practice sessions, I could feel something. Mm -hmm. I, and now I can look back and say, oh, that was the energy moving. At the time, I didn't have the construct or the understanding of saying, oh, that's energy. I didn't know what it was. I just felt something different in my body. I couldn't really tell you what it was. It was just felt different. Mm-hmm. Which then, you know, you can look at it as being a doorway, opening a doorway, because that's when I started questioning, well, there's got to be something different I can be doing other than these medications. Because beforehand, I didn't have right. even a thought. I was like, okay, VA, that's what you tell me. Wow. You know, again, almost 30 years in the military, mm -hmm. mil military tells me to do something. Okay, I'm going to walk that line. I'm going to do what the, they yeah. tell me. Right. Right. <laughs> So I investigated options at the VA and they said something about a pain management clinic. And I was like, hey, what's a pain management clinic? Well, you got to go to this thing, this orientation. Well, when I go to the orientation, the very first thing they're talking about is acupuncture. They're talking about breath work. They're talking about Tai Chi. They're talking about yoga. They're talking about holistic things. And, and this like, is the last course of treatment. This is the very last course of treatment. Rather than the first. Right. Wow. Right. So... Um, <laughs> I got introduced to the doctor there and through his help and with the Reiki and with his acupuncture, which again, which was specialized, not, it was localized, not general throughout the body. Um, I convinced him to help me wean myself off those medications. And over the course of a year or so, a year and a half, I was able to wean myself off of all those medications, those pain meds. The only thing that was left was ibuprofen, which I mean, yeah. we all got that sitting around the house anyway, right? So, but you can get off of that too. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not good for you. You so, might have it around your house, but it's really so not. So, around good for 2016, you. that's when my energy channels were fully open because I too was like, I got to learn this for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got to figure it out. Right. I got to figure this out. Exactly. And then take level two. And then at that point is when energetically I was being loaded with information. This has got to go into the VA. This Reiki has got to be in the VA. 
approached the VA and they said, with open hands, they said, if you wanna take and build a volunteer program for this in our Charleston VA, we will we'll give you full reign. We'll let you run with it. And so we did, and that's where that's the onset of Reiki for Frets. But to get to the point, um, you know, I weaned myself off of those drugs with the helps of the help of the VA, and that was in two thousand by two thousand mid two thousand sixteen, and I haven't been on any of those pain meds since. Mm-hmm. Right. Since it's a big right. deal. Yes, that so, is and that is just and 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 I I associate that with creating the conditions within my body to be receptive for my own healing. Bingo. Not anything that Allison was doing other than putting me into a state of relaxation mm-hmm. and starting that process for my body to do self-healing. And that's all we're talking about. You can call it Reiki. You can call it hands-on healing. You can call it, you know, uh, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. But ultimately, the practitioner, the facilitator is creating a condition within the body for you to begin your own Right. They're a cooperative component. Yes. Well, that's just like that, one of my favorite words. And this is words. why it's we like... said earlier that you're your own self-healer. It's like, yeah. don't expect somebody outside of you to fix it. Yep. It's that we're creating the conditions that allow for that transformation. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. So we like to say that Reiki mm. is the gateway drug. Yeah, the gateway drug to all things And I have spiritual. a feeling Samantha could talk about why we say Reiki is the gateway. What What did you experience? Just tell us yeah, briefly tell without breaking any kind of confidentiality, but what, what would you like to share about your energy it's session? It's her confidence that she's sharing, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, first it was a cray-cray session. It was, it was wonderful. No, I mean, it was, it was, Amazing. And this was a session with Judy. Yes, session with Judy house. today, right here behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, it's it's nice because um, Judy's got lots of energy, as y'all can tell. And um, so I wasn't prepared for her to go into all like subtle energy mode. And um, <laughs> you know, it was like it was wonderful. So you know, it's 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 always like it's fun to see that other aspect of somebody. Like yeah. you meet them one way, and then you see this other side, and it's just like so impressive. <laughs> so anyway, um, she's she got me up on the table, and you know, just make sure you're comfortable. And everything was about you know, we want your body to be as comfortable as possible so that you're focusing on, you know, just relaxing and having your body open and receptive to all of this. And so, yes, I made sure I was quite comfortable. Another pillow here, adjust this over there. And, Mm -hmm. and it was lovely. Um, but, um, you know, I, I guess every practitioner has their, their, the way that they like to do it. Um, I'm sure that there was a period of time where, there were rituals and everyone had to do it kind of the same way. And now we're busting loose and everybody's finding their own creative expression. Um, Judy's, um, she started off, I mean, she's just very quiet and constantly telling me where, you know, I'm going to touch here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, have my hands on your feet. And I noticed that everywhere you touched, it was just like my body calmed. Mm. Like you should be working with animals. Mm. Like, you know, you could take a wild horse and that horse would just be going, <laughs> Oh yes, this is good. Oh, yeah. Animals. It was, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Big, <laughs> but, <laughs> big and small. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't say, like, yeah, I guess there are some things you're directing, you know, you're directing me, okay, relax. 
you know, um, and focus on this, but you're, you know, you're, it's just like as suggestions, you know, cause I can't just sit it, it there and go, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, and, and then it becomes, you know, it was like a dance between the two of us. You know, at first mm-hmm. I was like, do I say anything? Do I keep my mouth shut? I should have asked you that ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, you can Cause talk. you never know. Yeah. I found out I could talk and that was okay. Um, because it, because what you're experiencing, um, I, I noticed like shifts in my body, mm-hmm. like when I was relaxing, okay, there's a level of relaxation that you're like, okay, I'm comfortable. I'm relaxed. And then there's that next level where you're like, whoa, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I'm no longer quite in my body. And you just, you just feel like you're just floating. It was, that was crazy. Um, and then to feel, you know, little bits of warmth and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, I remember you said, you you know, yeah, a lot of my people, they see colors. We'll just see how it goes. And all of a sudden I'm seeing these blues turn into this gorgeous, like, um, violet purple or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I just, you know, I was like, I'm getting to see it. Yay. I'm one of those people. Um, <laughs> I passed anyway. I don't know. Um, but the whole thing, you know, going through all of that, um, and then having you, so, so there is an intuitive side yes. to the whole Reiki mm-hmm. thing. Like, I think, I think that there are Reiki people who start off and they, they're just, they're doing the Reiki. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm saying, they're doing the Reiki. A lot of practitioners, um, that's what they, yeah. And, and same as massage therapists, yeah. like they're just mm-hmm. doing the massage therapy. And then there comes that intuitive component. Mm-hmm. And so that's a beautiful, that's when the dance really starts to happen mm-hmm. is when you're sensing what's going on in my body. And it's, it's fun to hear someone say, no, I'm feeling this. Okay. This is coming along and I can feel it happening in my body going, she gets me. Mm-hmm. She knows, you know, it's like yeah. the coolest thing. Um, yeah, I don't know how much further I can no, go. Than no, it's great. It, no, it goes off the charts from there. It's that's, just- <laughs> that's a good example of, of a session like that. It is, you know, it's, you know, and you, and I, I, you touched on a couple really great aspects of, of well, and since we're talking about Reiki, as far as, you know, practitioners and their their skill set, there are a lot of practitioners that, you know, and it's not good or bad. It's just that's how they operate. They um, it's Reiki. And that's all they do. And that's well, because Reiki, by definition, really it, it, is just opening exactly. yourself up to be a channel from the exactly. universal energy, source energy through mm-hmm. you and into the client. So but, that is what Reiki is. But right. like Judy alluded to, when you you're can make it an art. Yes. When you connect to the quantum field, which is what you're doing when you connect to yeah. the all to source, you connect to the quantum field. And when you do mm-hmm. that, that means you can communicate or have access to everything else in the quantum field. And yeah. everything mm-hmm. is Good the quantum field. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's a, it, yeah. you know, a great example is the difference between myself and Allison. I'm the one that as soon as I started practicing Reiki, I was the open channel for information. Mm-hmm. I would, we would, we do dual practitioner Reiki sessions. Allison works from the feet towards the center and I work around the head and the shoulders. As soon as I, you know, place my hands on their, on their crown, it's like I'm plugging into like a movie. I mean, I, mm-hmm. not every, not every client, but a good majority of them it's this beautiful synergy that we start to build and I can the dance. see things exactly. <laughs> and I, and I, and I can under, I understand them at a much different level mm-hmm. and it helps facilitate that space that I'm allowing them to get into and really allow that energy that's flowing through me to really open and go to where it's needed in the body. And Allison is a great anchor, you know, as far as anchoring that energy, there on the table in the client and it's taken 
years. Many, many yeah, years. Yeah, before she was actually seeing things. And it's really astonishing when she does get the same thing that I see, the same thing that the client sees, mm-hmm. and then she's like, oh my God, ah, you know. Because, you so, know, yeah. as humans, we want to be validated, and so it is yeah. fun. And it doesn't mean validation. it's wrong. No. If you see something different, you're just seeing something, you're getting to bear witness to something yeah. different. Well, but yeah, when it's the same oh, thing. Oh, at this point now, I trust whatever I get. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it may or may not be the same thing because yeah. it might be additional information yeah, exactly um but i i and trust it and i think it's just like everybody has in, intuitive skills we all have senses yep. and it's just figuring mm-hmm. out for each one of us what is our strongest senses mm-hmm. and working with that and helping it to grow just like learning any other skill yeah. the more you practice mm-hmm. the more you will get skilled at that so yeah, and right. trusting it and trusting mm-hmm. it that's really what it comes down to is mm-hmm. is trusting it because it is everybody has these skills it's just developing them further right through so, experience right and that's what we talk to our students about is that you know we we explain to you what reiki is but we also talk to you about these things that may occur right. during a reiki session because again when you connect to the quantum field you might see a, a spirit guide or a being or some energy or their grandmother or whatever who's coming in to help aid in that healing mm-hmm. process okay, so question yep. do you think that um Again, I know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that compared to, say, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, well, maybe go back 30, <laughs> um, you know, what people would experience doing Reiki sessions, being, you know, the, the provider of the Reiki se- session, how do you say that? The practitioner, practitioner of the Reiki session compared to the amount of information that they are receiving now, what they're getting, what they're giving, what's coming through in sessions. Would you say that that has changed or grown or? Well, what I can, one piece to that is that (laughs) there's always been a distinction between some practitioners get a lot of intuitive information and some don't. And the reason uh, when Yasui um, developed this form of Reiki that Mm -hmm. he had come up with, he had intuitive pieces to that Reiki practice. So like scanning the body, for example, trying to feel for energy or hot spots and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. when it, and that was in Japan. And when it came over to the West, Mrs. Takata kind of took a lot of those intuitive pieces out because she thought Westerners perhaps weren't as intuitive or didn't have the ability to do sort it. Of yeah. Thing as much as the Asian countries are. Hmm. So. But yeah, but all to humans the, are th- right. Evil. Exactly. Yeah. But, but the question is, to your point, the question is, do you, do you think 30 years ago, the level, you know, the high level, of I'm talking about the veil, the yeah, veil has yes. gotten, you know, has yeah, gotten it, thinner, it, more information. Expense, yes. The veil has gotten thinner, but I, I, I would, you know, I, maybe my takes a little different on it. You know, throughout time, mm-hmm. the information channel has always been the same. Mm-hmm. Now, the veil, the way I look at the veil, the veil is individual. True. Yeah. For, okay. their, own, for yeah. their own individual awareness. Right. Yep. Good but point. for somebody that has the skill set. No, I wouldn't say skill set because that's that implies that they have to learn something. Maybe it's your life. Their, intuit, their, their intuitive ability to connect to that quantum field to receive yeah. information the amplitude of information has always remained the same. What's changed is the receptiveness to the information, meaning okay. the client's receptiveness to the, to the information. I think it's becoming a bit more accepted to go into a Reiki session and I won't say expect, 
but almost expect that there's going to be some sort of intuitive reading that's going to take place coming on the other end of a Reiki session. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but 30 years ago, I don't think that was at a receptive place for individuals to, to, to hear that kind of thing because, because of the, the level of, um, I'll say underground or, um, persecution that there was in place for mm. metaphysical workers, spiritual workers or any of that. So it was all kept very hush hush, very, you know, low brow, low key kind of thing. Uh, but now today, I think it's, it's almost expected that you're going to come in to take a Reiki session and have some sort of intuitive aspect to it from well, your, from your facilitator. I guess the reason why I was asking, cause like my own understanding, which was very slim, um, about Reiki back years and years mm-hmm. ago, you know, was that it was this energetic modality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, um, I couldn't feel it, but apparently it was the bomb, you know, <laughs> sure. and, um, and that, um, it was, you know, I had learned something that was, it's still laying hands, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it was a different form of energy. Um, and, and it was, and I, that I could feel that, you know, giving that, um, energy. But I guess, um, they seemed like people were just, that's pretty much what they were doing. Whereas now, like when we were in session, it sounded like you were doing light language. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. So the blending so, of models. Yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. That yes. there's, there's more in, I do say I go multidimensional. Right. Yes, let's, you do. Well, let's, let's back up a let's little bit. Let's go there. I mean, this so, is energy. We're people doing. are like, wait, what? What? What, right. what are you about? doing in So there? we have to, I'm sorry, I'm putting my finger in Alice's face. <laughs> we have to give a little, um, a little history on, on a caveat. Reiki by Judy. <laughs> So, Wait, is this like a different thing that I yeah. no? Okay. You, know, you know, we've talked about channeling. Yes. We saw that channeling episode. Yes. And so really, we're talking about energy in this we're one. And awesome. so it's a matter yes. of bringing forth the energy, however mm-hmm. that comes forth. But it's, but it's interesting because when, when Judy and the two of us, Allison and I met, um, and, Allison, and Judy talked about her Reiki sessions, and it was, you know, a great Reiki session. Right. We, we invited her. Judy came to the house and Allison was our, our we participant. We did talk about this in one other episode, but you'll hear it again. Right. Oh, you did? Uh, yes. Well, and that's why your name came that's up. That's why again. your name came up. Oh, we've so, talked about you every time. So Allison's, I told her that. Allison's laying on the table and, and she's, she's getting relaxed and, and both myself and Judy are beginning, beginning the session. Judy's at the head, I'm at the, at the feet. And we both had our eyes closed, and there was a moment in which we both opened our eyes, we both looked across the table I at each remember. other, and we were just like, yeah! Right. Over the top so of you're Al- getting it like right, now. Over <laughs> the top of Allison, yes. and she's like, oh my God, what's going on? Nothing, you're good. Right? <laughs> it's and like it, wonder twin powers right. activate! Exactly. And so if you want more on that story, it's in part two of our ET series. Yep. literally said that. Yeah, yes. that's and so, so funny. You can hear what happened during that fantastic so my, session. My point is, yeah. uh, uh, Judy was saying, oh, it's just Reiki. It's just Reiki. No, 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 no. What you're doing is not just Reiki. Okay, so Judy, your sessions have kind of gravitated from a Reiki session into more of what you would call an energy session, for example. Yes. So tell us what that looks like from your experience in terms of the energy. uh, It's more, it's a multidimensional energy session is what I'm now kind of calling it, if you will, because I don't know what's going to show up in each session. So we're going back to labels again. It's so hard. To I come know, up with a way to describe well, these describe things, yeah. These, like what's yeah. going to happen here, or how it's going to happen. Right. But, but having now done this for wow, I started 2013, and we're mm. now in 2023. Ten so years. ten years. 
years, woo, 10 years of um, energy work, yeah. uh, energy medicine. And so a lot of different things can kind of come into the session when I'm working. And some of that might include um, using my voice, toning in different ways. Mm-hmm. Some of it might include light language. Um, sometimes we go into early childhood. Sometimes we'll go into other lifetimes and connect that way as well. Guides will show up, different types of guides, Every everything from, um, you know, family members who've passed over to cosmic beings, to mm. angelics, to a variety. And it's really just uh, pulling on the skill sets from a, diff- a whole variety of modalities that I've experienced personally in my own healing. And by having it in my own healing, I've learned how to utilize that for others as well. So um, I liked the breath work that you were doing. Okay, yeah. Because it's that work- sounded like it's it sounded like there was a whole other um, dimension, like opening up. Oh, yeah. It was just like. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> so I do use my breath a lot. Well, breath is yeah. the prana. And um, and we talked about breath even before you getting on the table about how that helps to regulate your nervous system. And so sometimes I even become a surrogate for the person on the table. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that sometimes I'll start to move within my own body the energy that they're experiencing so that she it shifts. She was breakdancing behind yep. me. <laughs> <laughs> <I understand. laughs> and I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up as far as the surrogate aspect of yeah. energy work, because I think yeah. that's also ah, another very cool. important, um, you know, kind of caveat to just, uh, you know, we're talking about Reiki, yes, and we're talking about energy healing and energy work, but this aspect of being a surrogate for somebody for their own, you know, their own, I, again, I'm going to say healing, but their own facilitation yeah, of healing, yeah. right? Um, because sometimes the, the, the client or the, 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 the individual on the table may not be able to get themselves into that relaxed state. Mm-hmm. They, their mind is too active. There's too many thoughts uh, rolling around. That monkey mind is really going to work. And they're like, okay, I'm laying on mm-hmm. the table. But what are they doing? And all this stuff. Right. And you realize, okay. And it's not really your, you're not taking control, Mm-mm. but you're, you're stepping into an energetic space mm-hmm. that, um, I don't even know how to describe it because it's, it's a very unique place to be when you step into somebody else's energy to help them. It's hallowed ground. Yeah. Well, it's you're yeah. <laughs> I it's, mean, it's, and it, I've done it through my channeling and it, yes, it was really an amazing space to it be is. because it's a very humbling place to be because you know that you're connecting to someone's higher self or their, or their energy field to really facilitate some deep change that Absolutely. they otherwise can't do themselves. And they're calling for it. They're wanting it from a higher perspective place, mm-hmm. not so much their three-dimensional body. Yeah. And so they, you know that intuitively and, and really, you know, people will seek out a, a, a practitioner that will do um, surrogate work. But a lot of times it just happens organically because That's you exactly feel right. it. You, yeah, feel you feel that feel need. It. Yeah, because their their higher self is calling for it on the table. And, and even the person on the table might not even know that that's there, but yet you just have an innate ability to connect to that higher self or that higher, that higher presence. I have to draw something here. Okay. That when he started talking about the surrogate thing, I, I was taking it a slightly different way because all of a sudden I was like, who said that? And I was like, oh, it was Judy about the surrogate stuffed, stuffed animal. 
stuffed bear. Oh, mm-hmm. wasn't that you who yes. has the yeah yes. that you have this bear when I do mm-hmm. distance yeah. So when I so I was thinking that kind of surrogate okay. I didn't even think about the country right yeah. or across the world um, via Zoom is usually how I do it, and I'll use a teddy bear as representative of their physical structure to yep. connect with them energetically. It's so a little bit different of a surrogacy, but that is, was really cool. Yeah. That is, it's representing them. And what we were talking about is sometimes organically, like I'm not intending to allow for the, like, but it just organically happens because one Mm -hmm. of the strong suits or one of my intuitive pieces is I feel in my own body often, like uh, people will come up to me and we'll start having a conversation and my stomach starts to hurt. And I'm like, do you have a pain in your stomach? Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, get out of my body. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I, do. <laughs> I do. But this yeah. is really good, Samantha, because that as a psychic medium, you probably have experienced that as well. If you have a client coming and they have yeah. some sort of something going on in their body, my mm-hmm. guess is you feel it or you're sensing something. So yeah, it's all energy. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so that's almost kind of like uh-huh. it's you're acting as a surrogate to them and their energy because they're just like the analogy that Allison used about the pets pushing their energy out Mm -hmm. before their, their human parents come home. Yeah. We're doing the same thing. The client is pushing their energy ahead of them Mm -hmm. for a psychic session, mediumship session, Mm -hmm. a Reiki session. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I'll sit on my head. I'm ready for it. Right. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. But it's, but it's, you know, it's, I, because I experienced the same thing. They're pushing their energy out before they get to the session. And, and yeah, you pick, start picking up on physical things or even thoughts that you wouldn't normally be thinking. You're like, oh, yep. You got to check in. You got to check yeah. in with yourself. Is that me or is that somebody else? Well, I, I like it in that, you know, if you feel uh, there are times when I start rushing around the house mm. and I'm like, what the heck is wrong with me here? You know? <laughs> and so the person will come to the door and I'm like, are you okay? And they'll be like, yeah, I'm just a little nervous. And I'm like, you're not just a little right. nervous. Yeah. And, and, and because I get that feeling, it's like I bring them in, sit them down and say, let's take a few deep breaths yes. before I even go into anything because yes. of all of that. So you're sensing all of that and, you yeah. know, prepping and yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it's all energy. It'll happen in advance too. Sometimes before the, the client shows up or before I connect with them mm-hmm. in the physical space or even on the internet, like across the, then there'll be sensations. Yeah. It's experience. not that we're reading your mind. No, 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 no. no, no. It's, no. it's that we're feeling, yeah. <laughs> we're feeling the energy. Everybody yeah. does. Like yes. everybody, every True. human, every mammal does yeah. this yeah. in the sense that they're reading, they're feeling into the environment unconsciously and getting information. So we're like radio stations. Mm-hmm. There's little antennas on all our cells and they're like sending out energy and receiving <laughs> energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And this is a great way to bring bring this full circle because again, anybody can do this. Yeah. And, uh, for example, we tell our classes starting next week. No. <laughs> we, we tell our Reiki students though, you know, this psychic stuff is not crazy. Like if you walk into a room where there's just been a fight right, and you're energetically sensitive, mm-hmm. even the little yeah. bit energetic, energetically yeah. sensitive, you can sense that you can feel that. Or you know, I think I made mention of the fact that I would walk on eggshells around my mom. So it was me sensing into her energy. She didn't have to say anything, but I came home right. from school. I walk yeah. in the kitchen and knew. I'm sensing into her energy. You know, what kind of mood get is quite, she You in? get quite adept. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. if you, the phone rings mm-hmm. and the energy of whoever's on the other line is reaching out to you, you know who it is that's yep. calling. So this is kind of common stuff. Yeah. 
Um, I did want to I did want to say though that that though we're talking about energy healing, energy work. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you know, you're kind of. We we talked beforehand that you know well I'll we'll let you three talk about it because I'm not really experienced in it but I'll ask the questions, <laughs> but there is a very close line between what yeah. you do and what we do mm-hmm. because you yeah. are, in essence are healing when you're having those clients for the for the mediumship sessions and the psychic sessions you're actually doing healing at a certain level so there there is not a <laughs> there's not a stark contrast between what you do and 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 those that practice Reiki or some sort of energy healing mm-hmm. because you really are are facilitating a space yeah. that is healing in, in some manner. The, so. the rules, yeah, the rules totally apply. The person has to be, I can, I can offer so much to them, but they, it is up to them whether they're mm. going to embrace the, you know, the awareness that they're beginning to receive and how they're, what they're going to do with yeah. that. And, yep. you know, it's, yeah, That's it's, it's all about healing for sure. And working in the energy yeah. and having and it's fun. all energy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's every, all energy. Everything's energy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. Energy's not created, nope. nor destroyed. It's simply transformed. That's there right. you go. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> wow, where does the hour go? That's right. Man, that was fun. That yeah. was. Yeah. Thank we you may, for being here. Thank you. We may have That's... to revisit this again. And, uh, Yay, this would be oh, fun. Yeah. I'd yeah. have to be a part of this at different points. <laughs> so yes. we will have Judy Buchanan's information below. Uh, down in the description box if you want to reach out to her and have a session. If you live in the Maryland area, you might be lucky enough to get an in-person session. (laughs) Or if you live in the Charleston area, she comes down at least twice a year, right? At least. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so we're excited that we could make this happen tonight. And we thank all of you for watching. Thank you so much for your support. If you found this helpful, please, please, please share with people. The word needs to get out. People are more open than you would Mm -hmm. imagine at this time. So share this, like it, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and join us next time. Thanks again for being with us. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.